Jesus' message is dangerous. Click in here from Turn to Burn, your transformational man cave, where we mentor males to crush maliteracy or feminism to some and aspire to domestic excellence. We do this through podcasts, poetry, online courses, and books. And we are grateful for your attention today. This is a priestcraft hack, and we are talking about the, 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 well, the title is Jesus' Message is Dangerous. We are looking at this, the, essentially the leverage of sin. Sin's leverage, John 14 verse 30, is the anchor for today. John 14, St. John 14 verse 30. And why is this important for us to listen? Because we want to, we want to coach our families to not be naive, to be, to be conscious with the gospel, because the gospel is very threatening. And without this knowledge, there are many people who believe that you're just going to go preach the gospel and your work, your co-workers and family, um, extended family members, your colleagues, etc. will just embrace you and the broader society will just embrace you. And we unfortunately want people to understand why the world will hate jesus makes the point clearly the world will hate you because it hates me and if there are those in the world who will respect you it's because they respect me whatever is happening to jesus the same thing will happen to us why did the world turn on jesus in such a tremendous way the gospel message is dangerous. It is a message of caution. Jesus himself tells us to, we, that we must, we must be prepared to pay the price and you don't go to war without having the right amount of resources. In another place of the New Testament, it, he says that. So today, in John 14, verse 30, I'm reading from the Good News Version, and in John 14, this is a, the, where Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit to people and to his disciples. And uh, he says here, John 14, verse 27, Peace is what I leave with you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am leaving, but I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for he is greater than I. I have told you this now before it all happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Verse 30, I cannot talk with you much longer, because the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me. Verse 30, key verse for today, I cannot talk with you much longer, because the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me. And Jesus continues from there. Um, so we see Jesus here. He is. This is some of the last instructions in the book of John that he's giving to his disciples before his crucifixion, before his assassination, as some people would say. Another scripture says, sin has nothing in me. The ruler of this world comes and he has nothing in me. Jesus is saying, 
the, the ruler of this world is coming and he has no leverage over me. He has no leverage over me. So why are we listening to mentor our families to not be naive with the Jesus message? And in John 14 verse 30, we see that Jesus could be bold because sin has nothing in him. Sin has no leverage over him is what we understand Jesus to be saying in John 14 verse 30. And here is what's important for our families. The gospel is freeing people from sin. And if you free people from sin, the world system does not have any leverage over you. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life are important toxins for the world system to get into your system. Important addictive elements, important drugs for you. Uh, to get hooked on so that the world system can have a leverage over you. Now, Jesus was bold. Sin has nothing in him. Sin has no leverage over him. He was not He was not under the control or slavery to sin. The world system, however, holds us captive to the fear of death because we submit to sin. And when we speak to the world system in 1 John 2 verse 6, it speaks to the world being the, driven by the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But here we see because Jesus was not submit, did not submit to the lust of the flesh or carnality, being emotional and sensuous, the lust of the eyes, being driven by competitiveness and covetousness, and the pride of life being driven by by competitiveness and being and owning. Sorry, the, the, by, the pride of life is where we are driven by our status in society and not what God says about us by our status and the pride of life, the pride of the world, the pride of what we own, the pride of the pride of how we are recognized in the society. That is driving the world system. And Jesus says, no, because I'm not driven by any of these things, he doesn't need accolades. He doesn't need, he does not need any worldly, emotional, sensuous. He's not driven by sensuality. He's not driven by covetousness. He has, the world has nothing that he is, he is, he is envious of, etc. He says, um, John Paul says that the cross, I think it's Galatians 6.14, God forbid that I should glory, saving the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. So in essence, Jesus was crucified to the world, and the, the world system, sin, didn't have any leverage, the world didn't have any leverage over Jesus because he committed no sin. Framing Young Minds is here. If you are missing an easy-to-read and yet deep resource to refocus your parenting on what really matters, then go to Amazon.com. Purchase at least two copies of our book, Framing Young Minds, right now and leave us a review. Framing Young Minds condenses a lot of what we have mentored over the past 20 years concerning parenting strong children. The author or founder, Tanya Price, focuses on eight foundational frames for Christly parenting which parents who want children to live fulfilled lives must practice. So join us right now by going to Amazon.com, 
purchasing at least two copies of Frame in Your Minds and leaving a review. Your children at any age will thank you. Welcome again to this Turn to Burn rally. This is a prescribed rally on the topic of the dangerous gospel. The gospel is dangerous. Jesus' message is dangerous and we're looking at this from John 14, 30. We are expressing um, caution for us when we're teaching our families uh, the message of Jesus Christ. We want to make our, we want to be conscious that this is an offensive message to the forces of darkness, to those who are not interested in a world that that lives by the will of God, that is a world driven by the love of God. So we made the point in John 14, 30, Jesus is about to be taken away. He's teaching his disciples, giving them last instructions based on how we understand John to be written, the Gospel of John, that he's preparing them for he, for, to operate without him biologically there and to operate with his spirit around them, in them. And he's telling them that there is a, the rule of the world is coming and he says he has no leverage over me, John 14 verse 30. Sin has nothing here. This ruler has no grip, no hook into Jesus' spirit. And Jesus is telling his disciples that, that this, is, this is a very important... What Jesus shows, what John shows us here is a very important element of why Jesus resurrected because sin has no leverage in him. We make the point, however, that for us as regular humans, well, Jesus is a regular human as well, but for us who have not attained yet to the status of where Jesus is, we are not as bold to address sin, to deal with sin, because we have submitted to sin. Our passivity towards sin comes from the fact that we have given in to sin. And we are saying that the world system is designed to make us afraid of sin and death. Afraid of death? Once we're afraid of death, we will be conquered by sin. We will submit to sin because we, that the world will have leverage over us. And when we look at some of what's happening in the world, $52 billion that American casinos, I understand, bring in um, yearly. And uh, let me see if I have, still have some of this data on how submissive we are to the world system and the principles, the things that are driven by our greed. Our greed fuels about $53 billion in America's non-tribal casinos. So you can imagine if you add in the tribal casinos, you're probably looking at probably maybe double that in terms of over $100 billion dollars. In, in spending on gambling and we know the destructive effect of gambling but gambling operates on greed on covetousness we look at about 11 billion dollars spent in on divorce lawyers and we know that is where humans bring families into the world through whatever form whether uh, through marriage and uh, normally uh, we would assume through natural birth doesn't really make a difference but at the end of the day divorce lawyers are generating over 11 billion dollars on separating 
mothers and fathers and that is something again which is uh, which is a, again another another hallmark of sin where humans have fractured relationships we look at about 60 billion dollars from gluttony based on what is spent on diabetes treatment every year people who suffer from diabetes are spending at least 60 billion dollars yearly on treatment we look at a hundred billion dollars spent yearly on pornography so these industries operate on sin these are sin what they call sin uh, sin industries and there's even a, a word for a tax that the world puts on these industries called a sin tax so the world benefits from sin governments and the economies are driven on are driven to a large extent by sin and we looked at the example of what happened in gambling alcohol is another huge industry that benefits from from people from people's sin their inability to self-soothe to address suffering without these false spirits you know alcohol is even called a spirit well, pornography we looked at the hundred billion dollars in pornography the prison industry is another huge industry that generates significant amount of money hospitals um, violence the gun industry to some extent especially illegal guns we have I mean I'm one that I support the right for families to be involved in in defense of family loving loving defense of families through lethal force uh, but again, there is a, a violence industry. Uh, if you look at MMA, you look at boxing, you look at all these other contact sports, there is a, a, a thirst for violence that is very profitable. Sin is very profitable. And the way the world has, 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 has sought to, to uh, let's not say address, but then interact with sin is to tax it, is to create industries out of sin. And to benefit from sin in a, in an economic way and then people develop dependencies on sin so the gospel of Jesus is very threatening it takes away the leverage that many use to control people someone going into politics for example as a youngster you may in your fraternity you may have involved indulged in some kind of sexual um, sexual um, folly and that becomes a source to blackmail you now to to do things that are against what you would really want to do you are now extorted and again we say that sin uh, controls people through uh, your personal habits your personal compulsions that you give into without the power of God to discipline your feelings and also the economy and the society becomes dependent on the revenue from casinos, the revenue from alcohol and cigarettes and these things that are designed to destroy the body and the mind. Now we have um, medical marijuana, all these other things that are negative, built on sin, built on destroying humans and built on us not being in our right mind. So the point we're making today is that the gospel threatens to undermine our economic and political system. The gospel of Jesus Christ 
Now, why is it good news if it tends to undermine the political and economic system? Because a new system is in place. Jesus came in Matthew 4 and he says, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is a kingdom that does not need the revenue from casinos, from illegal, from illegal or immoral drugs and alcohol and spirits, from, um, from violence-driven industries, from exploiting uh, people who are not getting help and retribution in a in a very unfair prison system in well what many people would call a very unfair prison system etc this system does not operate on the benefits of sin so jesus here comes back to a system in place that's driven by the love of god where humans uh, don't exploit other humans sin and benefit from it materially and john 14 30 here jesus is saying i am here and sin has nothing in me. The ruler of the world does not have anything in me. Sin has no leverage over him. And Jesus is positioning other humans to operate similarly. To come from under the clutches of sin and to be independent of sin and death. So why rob God and, and this world of you and your family? And until next time. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn. Thank you for coming to the end of another Manliness Rally with us. If you need assistance in implementing and executing or following through on the proposals, on the suggestions, on the hints that we gave you today, we encourage you to visit us at famtfamily.com and to sign up for one of our Messianic programs. We also encourage you to join our Facebook family or at our Facebook handle, FamTStrong. You can also email us at connect at famtfamily.com and can encourage you to have a great day today crushing effeminacy why rob God and this world of you and your family and until next time be nuclear